All right, and we're going to get started right now. And we're live, Mookie. Thank you for being on here. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful, man. I got a lot of questions uh, ever since I did the training with you, I think, in Willow Springs. Uh, what was it, like two months ago? Yeah, about that. How Maybe often? The- first of all, how often do you train? Do you train people? Uh, shoot, I got something coming up this weekend. So as often as I can, you know what I mean? That's one of the things I like to do is to, to get back to the sport. But uh, honestly, like, you know, just to see the, the look on people's faces when they import, when they improve and stuff, that I just live for that, literally. I live, I live for that. So as often as I can, uh, right now I'm averaging like every other week, weekend, every other weekend, I have a, like a coaching thing to do. Now, now do you, because um, the training that I did was to get my license. Yes. Now, are, are your trainings to get licensed or to improve you, or you cover all of it? I cover all of it, all of it. Uh, you know what I mean? Because uh, I'm a, a USMCA licensed uh, instructor. And I'm also with the, I did the, the I'm a licensed instructor with, uh, well, the person that gives out the, the licenses at the BRL. And then um, also I'm a, one of the instructors over there at Fast Track Riders. So I'm doing things all, you know, we ain't giving licenses out. I'm, you know, racing myself and I'm always, I'm always, they want to, you know, help people improve. So I'm always available for that as well. How'd you get into motorcycles and, and, and how did you then become a, an instructor? Uh, well, I got into motorcycles because my dad, you know what I mean? he, he wishes like he wishes he can rewind time and never even get me into this. But uh, I got into it because my dad was always into motorcycles from a young age. And, you know, naturally he got asked, you know, try to get his son into it. But he never thought in a million years that I would take it and start racing with it. So that's why I said he wish he can. Take it back because he, when he shows up to the races, he can't even watch. He watch, he walks away right at the start. When the flag goes green, he just walks off. You he, know, just he, can't, off. he can't watch. Now, now, what is, what is, um, so, so I went there because, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Moto Republic had one of those promotions where you pay X amount of money and it was a track date for, for pretty much everybody. And one of the guys, Honestly, I don't know if he he meant it to tell me or if he was just daring me. But he like when I rolled up, they were like, hey, bro, there's a class that just started right now. You should go upstairs and, and speak to Mookie and see if you can enroll and get your license. And it, it's weird because I've never talked to anybody about getting a license. Uh, it, it's kind of like something I had in the back of my mind. And I, I, I just went for it. And, you know, I, I interrupted your class. I think you were five minutes in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got in there and got on the track. I, I had I, I didn't even have a suit or nothing. I, I was not prepared, yeah. and I just did it. And then I hit you up, and you know I was trying to get instructions on you know how to get a suit, yeah. you know, logos, branding, and you helped me out and pointed a, a many directions for that. Um, and you could talk about you know what you offer and and yeah. you, and um, but then later on I was like, fuck, wait a minute, I, I got to buy a certain bike to, to race, and I got to. <laughs> fucking tracksuit and yeah a, there's a lot of it's, it's lot. yeah what what are the steps is it difficult to become a racer or is it easy and what do you need okay like you know there's several levels to it uh it's it's not difficult to become a racer 
but to become a good racer or a great racer, it is extremely difficult and extremely technical. But if you wanted to get into racing, like letting know for any of you guys out there that's listening right now, you know what I mean? First thing I would do is like literally just start going to track days. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to jump in the deep end of the of the pool, you know, and just jumping because there's some really fast people and it's a lot more aggressive riding than track days. So if you, you know, go to show up to your first couple of track days and you're on level one and they move you to level two, then you're, you know, you're starting on your way. Um, from level two on up, that's where you find people who is dibbling, dibbling, dallying and racing, you know, dipping their toe in the ocean. But uh, then once you move up to level three, now you're like more to the front of a pack. And, and once you get used to people passing or you you passing people, because it's important to know how to pass and know the rules of the track because kind of transfers over from a track day into the racing world. Um, so once you get used to all that and, and used to that, like I said, the passing and the speed of it all, then you can uh, reach out and join. There's several race schools everywhere. You know, I mean, it's just what isn't just the one with that you did. You know, I also also offer licenses at Wira, but um, Wira has stopped going on the West Coast. But uh, there was there and there's other organ, uh, race organizations and each one have their own licensing, you know what I mean? And once you get a license with one, they usually do a reciprocity where you can go to any organization and still race because you have a license through your particular organization. But that should be the progression. Start in track days. And when you get it good at that and you can move on up through there and get to the highest level of that track day, then you're more prepared. You're more ready, ready to go because it won't be such a, a, a surprise to you. Everything is happening on track. Now, now, would you recommend when you start off, would you recommend, um, you know, certain class of when you start racing, you know, you know, 600, you know, then oh. go to 1,000 and, you know, cause, cause originally the, my mentality, this was my mentality as I was doing your course, my, when you were doing the course or when I was taking your course, I was like, you know what? I, I got a few bikes. Uh, I have a street glide that I, I kind of ride on the weekends, but that's about it. That'd be a badass, you know, bagger, you know, bagger BRL. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, fuck, maybe I can fix this up, you know, get it set up. And then I was like, well, it's going to cost me another 20, 30 grand. Easy, if not Easy, more. if not Easy. more. Well, I, ha I have, I've put stuff into it, you know, yeah. I'm X amount in and to go more 30, 40 grand. Yes. And I, I started seeing accidents. I'm like, baggers don't crash that good. You uh -huh. know? <laughs> they're, they're pretty. Pieces falling off everywhere. It's <laughs> pretty devastating how bad they, uh, yeah. So then I started calculating that and then I was like, oh man, this is getting more expensive. So then I said, well, let me focus on the Buells and, or the Dinas because they do, uh, what's that other racing called? Um, baggers. And then they have, um, uh, yeah, they have hooligans. Yeah. The hooligans. They hooligans. There's quite a few different things you can do. Yeah. So then I was like, that's cool. Buy another bike, fix that up. Maybe that's 30 grand, but that's a whole nother bike. Yeah. And then somebody's like, dude, just start off with a 600. You know, buy a 600 and stay in the 600 category, build your way up. You know, the thousand CC category is very competitive. Those guys are very professional. 600, they're just as professional, but you still have a lot of control. Um, do, do you agree with that? And, um, and now, actually, you know, unfortunately, I don't. Um, my, my recommendation, and it can really build your racecraft and really learn how to do it. I would really start off with, if you really want, somebody wanted to get into racing, I would start off with a 300. Oh. Like, yeah, a 300, like a Ninja 300. Yes, that's outdated, 
Yes, they have a 400 out, but the 400s are a lot more expensive. But with a three, with, for a 300, you could probably get one already built out, race race ready. You're not, you know what I mean? And they still have a class. There's still a class for them where you won't be subject to have to like deal with the 400s. But you probably get one for about 2,500 bucks, race ready. Like literally, it's safety wired, everything like that. And then there's less speed involved. So you learn to really maximize your brakes, learning how to use the brakes really well, learning the uh, high corner speed. That's why little kids that they're doing Moto America, the little 400 class, and they move to the 600 class, right off the bat, they hit the ground and they're running and they're up towards the front of that super sport class in the 600. So honestly, I would do the 300. And when you really get good at that, you know what I mean? Maybe even just do a half a season where, you know, then uh, you can sell it for what you paid for it, you know what I mean? Because you buy it for 2,500, sell it for 2,500. Or right. even if you have to let it go with 500 bucks, you don't race the half season, you know, sell it for 2,000, pay it forward. And you've only lost 500 and now you got a whole bunch of race crap. Now you buy yourself a 400. With the 400, it has a lot more horsepower. Uh, there's a lot of things available right now. You can get them like, they can go from anywhere between like 5,500 on up to people selling them for 14,000. So, but like the 14,000, that's like top of the line. Everything is on it. But like that bike is incredible. Like literally, it's incredible. I have an R3 um, that I'm, I'm going to put on the track this weekend. I'm going to put it on the track this weekend and, and go fiddle around in the 300 class, mess around in the 300 class. But uh, once you do that, you know, now you're, you're further developing now with a little bit more power. And then people um, go up the next class up is the twins class. And that's where you can find hooligan type stuff. If you want to go to that American muscle type uh, machinery and it's, they get away from the Japanese, that's where it splits. You know what I mean? You can do a hooligan or you can do the soft tail, I think they call it. Well, they do something, you know what I mean? But you can get in that one and that's not as powerful or, or as competitive as some of the other ones, but it's, it's still a lot going on. It's but, up. Yeah, but, but this, like I say, if you stick with the Japanese type stuff, um, you know, either SV650s, they have the new R, Yamaha R7, those, and then you have that RS660 by Aprilia. All those bikes have been incredible. Like, you know what I mean? And, they, and I rode a 660. I've been helping test um, the 660 with, uh, for a couple of my friends that have them. And they want to, and there's, they're already racing them, but they want to like further develop the bike. So I've been helping them test and work out their geometry. That bike is almost as fast as a 600. Like it's, they are like, uh, it was a surprise. To me, you know what I mean? So that would be the next step. And then, cause once you get to the 600, you, you're talking about like Josh Heron and all the, and you know what I mean? And, and Rocco Landers, all these people, they have, You'll see them at the local tracks. Maybe not Josh Earn, but you'll see Rocco Landers that show up at CDMA or something, you know, working on their their craft and you know, M4 Suzuki. So you get you get thrown into the deep end real fast if you try to mess with a 600. There's a lot more power. You can get thrown off the bike a lot easier. You have to really know what you're doing. You know, what I mean, dialing in traction control, making sure your suspension is right. So I would literally recommend starting from 300 or 400. And then like 650 because the potential, you know, for you to get hurt, is, it gets pretty high. Now, is it, would you say riding a track is more dangerous than riding on the street? Or would you say the opposite? 
Right. I would say riding on the street is incredibly dangerous. I'm so scared. <laughs> I haven't ridden on the street since 2004. You know what yeah. I mean? The last time I got hit, as I was going through the air, I was thinking, like, I'm never doing this again. Before I even hit the ground, I was like, I'm done. I'm not riding on the street anymore. I didn't race at, the, at that time, and that's what got me into racing. You know what I mean? So I went from falling in the ground, and I was like, that's it. I'm never going to ride another motorcycle to racing carts. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bought go-karts. Yeah. And those things is, you know, insanely fast and stuff, too. But then I got introduced into mini racing. Many people uh, start with that. They, like, go to mini before the 300s. You can get, like, a CRF 150 or CRF 100 or they have like many classes that race on car tracks. And now you're talking about spending just, you know, a couple, you know, less than a thousand, like around a thousand dollars a year in tires. And that's it. Like it's a real cheap way to get into racing and get your, yourself set, have fun. Then you move to the big tracks, you know? So if you want to start from, because uh, if you want to start from that level, there's a lot of, top level pros out there. You've heard of Tarni Elias. He was a world champion racer. Uh, he won the Moto2, the very first Moto2 world championship. He's out there all the time on these little cart tracks. So I have cart track bikes in the garage right now. I'm always training people at the cart tracks. So it's a great way to train. I don't care if you're Rossi. He's at the cart tracks all the time. All of his little VR46 camp. They're at the car tracks training. You saw Mark Marquez when he was getting his shoulder fixed, his first ride back from the shoulder getting fixed. He was at a car track. You know what I mean? So there's lots of ways to get into this race thing, but I would really learn your race craft. It's safer and you'll be a lot better when you get into it. You know, you could just jump right in, buy a 1000. You'd just be in the back for a long time and be afraid oh, yeah. of for a long time. You know what I mean? So it's best yeah. to work your way into it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I've only been on the track. Um, shit, I've only been to the track a couple times. Uh, yeah. The first time I was at the track was at uh, Chuckwalla um, when, when they did that Harley Davidson thing. So the you know the BRL became a little bit more popular, and uh, they were saying, "Hey, man, there's this event for Harley Davidsons to you know to to go out there." And when I went out there, like I fucking loved it, and I don't want to talk shit, but I, I like I killed it. Yeah. And, and then the second time was with you at Willow Springs yeah. and, and same thing. You know, I was on a big ass GSA yep. you know, fucking bars and lights and everything. And, and, and again, I was like, man, you know, like this feels really, really good. Yeah. I mean, you made me, I felt fast as fuck. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't want to talk shit, but I was killing everybody <laughs> in that class. But you made me look like a fucking, like a, well, obviously your bikes and your experience. Yeah. But, um, but my point is, is that I like riding through traffic. Um, fast. Like, like it, it's so, it's so technical. The way that I explain it is it's so technical riding through traffic that, that it makes me feel good. And uh, when I went on the track, I was like, oh man, you know, okay. One, once I get these turns, like when you were explaining the turns and the, um, Fuck, I, what's the way it? you enter, yeah, the way you enter, the way you exit, the way you lean, yeah. getting used to your braking, getting used to, uh, what's the big word um, when you're coming in? Uh, besides entry? Well, yeah, like, besides oh, trail braking. Trail braking. When we got into all that technical stuff, I was like, fuck, if I figure this out, getting through people was technical, and I, and I felt very comfortable at that. Now 
now I just need to master the track. And that's what you were teaching. I was like, dude, I could, I, I really want to do this, you know? So yeah. then I started thinking about, fuck, you got to buy the bike, you got to buy the gear, but then you got to buy a trailer or a truck. Then you got to <laughs> buy more fucking gear. Like it, it, it really builds up. It's a deep, deep, deep pool. That's why people are always looking for uh, sponsorships all the time, including myself. I'm always looking for sponsors all the time. And then how do you go about getting sponsors? Oh, uh, you know, knock on doors and well, that's the old school way to do it. But if you can, you know, you just talk to businesses. You know, what I mean, that's the best way to, to kind of say it. But most of the time, people go to places that are already into motorcycling, like Cycle Gear, and you know, all the other places like the, the tire companies and stuff, because they want to win, have you win on their product, you know, and, yeah. and we're just, just have their product out there. You don't even necessarily have to win. They want to represent, if you can present a, a great image of their product, that just gets their name out there and gets seen. So that's their, you know, you have to be able to, you know, make, Show them, you know, make them believe that, okay, if, if I give you this, what can I get in return? Like, you know what I mean? Is it going to help my business at all? Or am I just giving away money? I could give that away to any bum on the street. So you want to like show them that you don't know, have something, some kind of resume and and some kind of presentation you can give to them and be like, okay, with this amount, I can do this for you, you know. And so that's that's the hard part. Now, when you when you get these sponsors, how how do you do this? Do you like get your own LLC and you're a brand and they're writing a check to the brand, or you take it as an yeah? Entity? That would be that would be best. You know what I mean? That would be the best. But when you get an LLC, of course, you have the taxes and stuff like that and get more technical. But, uh, you know, you can also do it under your own name as a sole proprietor. You know, so there's several ways, depending on how big you get. If you're getting a bunch of money in, yes, you definitely want to get the LLC. You know what I mean? And because it just protects you more. Now, when you're actively racing, how often do you travel out of state? You know, I would say... It depends on the series that I'm doing, you know what I mean? But I would say, you know, about four or five times a year because I have the, my nine to five job doesn't allow me to, I would say they would allow me, but I don't want to take away from the kids. I work for, you know, a school district. And so I don't want to take from the students. You know I mean? If I'm taking off every Friday, third, I mean, Thursday and Friday, the kids lose out. You know what I mean? They lose. If your teacher is and you have a substitute, it's definitely not the same and it's not fair to them. You know, they signed up for your class, you know, to learn and you keep disappearing. Of course, they're proud of you for, for doing what you do and they get to watch you on TV if you're doing a Moto America. That's my teacher. Huh? Yes. I'm, my teacher, uh, that's my teacher. Yeah, that's exactly. So they get all happy about that, but also I got to look like, am I, I got into the, uh, into the industry because I wanted to help you know, not take away from kids, you know? So yeah. I, I take, I, I try not to take days off as, you know, as least amount possible. And, and may I ask what your setup is when you do travel? Do you, do you have like a pickup truck or a trailer or a camper? Yeah. Um, if it's a small local event or something where I'm just doing a practice or training somebody, um, I will be in a van. I have a van and that's the best setup if anybody can get is a sprinter van, you know what I mean? One of those high things, because you can stand straight up in it. I have a, a regular van, and so I'm bent over, complaining and, and saying choice words as I'm trying to get it locked in. 
So get a Sprinter van. They're a lot more expensive, but you'll be happier. You know what I mean? I'm, I got a good price on my van, but I wish I had a Sprinter van. You know, but uh, I do have a van and I have a 16-foot trailer. You know what I mean? Which fits as many bikes in it as I need. Um, you can put all your canopies and everything like that in it. So it's just one big race setup. And when you get there, you pull your canopies out. You know what I mean? And I, you know, you want to make your pick look really good. You know what I mean? That's my thing to make it look nice. I put the carpeting down and everything like that. So, um, because once again, for the sponsors, if they see that and you post some pictures, your pit looks nice and everybody else's doesn't, they're like, okay, well, I want to be a part of that. I want to be represented, right? Yes, exactly. Actually, man, you, I, I think, I think I'm going to regret talking to you, man, because <laughs> I sounds <laughs> exciting as hell. And then you, you usually show up a day before you camp out yeah. but you, or maybe even two days before, right? You know, um, so what's the schedule? My schedule is, I just noticed I only got 2%. Can I do get a 30 second bake real quick? Yeah, 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 of course. So I'm grabbing a charger real fast, man. I'm of sorry. Course, I'm, no problem, I apologize. Man, he, he's gonna, he's gonna make me spend money and I'm gonna want to get another bike and then I'm gonna want a sprinter van. Ah, oh, I wonder if I should sell. Like, I wish there was more people online so I can ask, would it be worth selling bikes that I have and doing this? I don't know. I don't know. Mookie's got me thinking a lot. I mean, a lot. Are you doing the same computer? Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, my, what do you call it? My iPad that I use at work. Nice. Um, my work iPad because the camera's better on the, the little Apple stuff than the computer I use. So as long as you have top quality. Perfect. All right, so back to it. Uh, what was your question that you asked again? Nothing. I, as you were walking away, I was like, man, Mookie's going to get me in trouble because I'm going to want to be doing this. But uh, my question <laughs> well, to come, come along, man. I would, I would encourage you to come and at least take a look at a race weekend and and uh, and see what I do. You know, I mean, come and hang out in the pit. Anybody, you know, I mean, I welcome all of you. Come and check it out. You see a lot of great racing, a lot, of, especially this weekend. It's going to be like, you know, it's going to be some. What, what, what's going on this weekend? What, what, what? Tell me, tell me the event, what you're doing, what people can expect, where they can see it, who's invited. Yeah, well, everyone's invited. Uh, it's at Chuck Walla. I'm a, I'm new at this series. Uh, the CBMA series, you can look it up, uh, Chuck Wall Racing or CBMA Racing. Um, you'll see from the 300s that I was talking about, some 300s, you'll see 400s, you'll see six, the 600 races, you'll see the, the twins class, you see 1000s, and you see some big names. If you never got a chance to go to a Moto America event before, um, a, quite a few of them would be out here because it's the off season for everybody. But they want to stay sharp, so you quite quite likely to see M4 Suzuki with some of the riders from. All right, they might not bring the truck, but you'll see them on the 600s. You know, what I mean, Super Sport, and they're giving away big money out there. You know, so that's why everybody's doing it to try to make a little bit. You know, to keep their programs going. Um, but it's it's big fun, and it's, you know, if they even have uh, these little huts out there where you can rent. You know, these little apartments. You know, and so you can stay for two days, just rent them there, like 140 a night or something like, like that. villas and stuff. Oh, 
You know what? Hold on. Sorry about that. That was weird. Um, it happens. The yeah. more you, the more and more you do this, you, you're like, well, shit happens. You know, like yeah. power cuts out, batteries almost end. Yeah, whatever. But um, okay. So here, here's my question. Uh, let's say, well, first of all, we were talking about what's happening this what's week. What's happening this week? Who's yeah. invited? Uh, who can go? How much is it? Is it free? Is it to the public? Is it tickets? And what people can expect? Yeah, it's, it's this weekend. Uh, it's on. Well, practice is Friday. Saturday is racing. Sunday is racing. Um, it's at Chuck Wallow Valley Raceway out there in um, Desert Center. They call it Desert Center. It's just past um, Indio. It's yeah, out there. It's way, way uh, down. Yep, it's past Indio, past Coachella. I feel yep. like the next thing is like Mexico after that. Once you go there, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's Mexico. Yeah. I, that's what I feel. I'm, uh, you know. Yeah, the next thing is Mars. You, you, you right. know Mars is the next thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's far, but, um, and it's. Uh, I think it's ten dollars to get in. You know, I mean, it's open. You can walk all through the pits and stuff like that because it's a. Um, it's a. Even though you see pros there, it's a non-pro event. So like, you can come in. You just pay to get in. That's it. You pay. You go. Um, you enjoy it. You know, I mean, you can go. You know, but uh, like I said, it's in Desert Center. It's a place called Chuck Walla Valley Raceway. See, and then the race organization is CBMA. Um, you'll see all the levels of right, you know, you'll see the 300s, 400s, um, the 650s, what they call the twins. Um, and then you'll see the 600s and you'll see 1000s, you know, so, and you'll see some pretty dang fast people. You'll see some really good uh, close racing, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it's exciting. And you can actually be really close, closer than you can in Moto America. Like you can get really right up on the wall, really close to it. So, and you'll be able to talk to people. You know, I mean, it's, there's no red tape. Well, don't go in this area. So you can really talk to people and figure and talk to them about, okay, well, how did you get into this? Or, or what do you do? What is your preparation? You can just talk, literally talk to the folks, you know. There's, um, like, if there's some slow people and there's some fast people, you know, you get a little bit of every level. Uh, and, you know, that's what got me going. I was like, I think I can do this. <laughs> you know, first time I ever saw a race, I was in, in Georgia and rode Atlanta. And I was like, this is awesome. I think I can beat that dude, though. <laughs> you know, so from then on, I just started working towards it. Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody. I had him on the podcast uh, about he was racing. And um, I was like, what do you like better, the street or the track? He's like, I don't have a motorcycle license. I've never even ridden on the street. I was like, what? And now <laughs> you, like, since 2010. 2004. 2004. I haven't ridden on the street since 2004. And here I'm thinking like, oh, like 20 years, like right now, look, check this out. Uh, on the streak light, I have 11,000 miles and uh -huh. I bought it two years ago, 2000, uh, 2020. And then the BMW I bought it in 2020 and that one has 27,000 miles. And I bought these bikes with zero miles. Yeah. So just with those two bikes, I have, you know, almost 40,000 miles in two years. Um, I haven't been on any trip. That's just LA traffic. That's just yeah. you know, wow. San Diego, this traffic, 405, 101, splitting lanes, downtown LA. Yeah. And, and I'm like, man, this is a lot of fucking experience. Like, I, I like I never thought about it like that until I went to the track and I was like, dude, this is a lot of fucking experience. Like, I, I can visualize stuff on the track and I'm like, 
yeah, like I am kind of technical in a sense of like passing through and getting in between. And I'm talking about you, you saw the BMW. Yeah. When I, when I put the bags on, it is so wide. Yes. And and I got to calculate between what cars am I going to go through and the mm -hmm. height of people's rearview mirrors. And if I go at this angle and a truck and my handlebar, like I'm like, dude, I think I want to go race. You know? Yeah. And it kind of goes with my podcast, Ride Boundless. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. You, you, you really fucked me up with your class, dude. <laughs> you really fucked me up with that. I have a bike you can borrow. I would love to have you down at Fast Track, uh, the, the racetrack in Fontana. I'll let you use one of my bikes. You know what I mean? And just take my class down there. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun. And, you know, just to get your feet, you know, get further into it. You know, so, like, I would really like to have you down there. It will be awesome. To have you down there and then you'll have to invite some of the guests that are listening in now to go and watch you know watch it go down because they might want to do the same thing right after you yeah absolutely uh question let's say let's say one of my bikes is paid off uh -huh. hypothetically say one of the bikes is paid off and and i came up to you and we're we're bros we've been we're bros for like a few years now and I go, Mookie, I, I think I want to do this, man. You think it's worth me selling my bike and, and, and getting, like, a down payment on a Sprinter? You know, you obviously, you don't want to do it right. Yeah. You know, get a fucking Sprinter and, and, and maybe buy a 600 because I don't, you know, 300. And I don't want to upgrade in, like, six months and be like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, you know, that's usually what people happens with bikes. People buy a yeah. bike and within a few months. Like, oh, man, I, I outgrew it. I want ABS. I want traction control, whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How like would that make sense? It would make sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it would definitely make sense. But yeah. I would I wouldn't just I wouldn't sell and, and just just start spinning forever, you know, frivolously. I wouldn't do that. I would literally would okay, calculate it. Save some money on the side because you never know if your motor breaks down that you know it mm. cost. So you need to have a little a little emergency fund on the side, you know what I mean? So Get yourself a trailer. Like maybe you ain't, you know, I mean, if you have it, you know, because some people just got that kind of money. Well, hey, I'm going to buy a Sprinter and buy a trailer with it. You know, this, if you got it like that, yes, it's a very nice investment. Uh, you can use it for other things. Once you buy a Sprinter, you'd be like, well, I'm going to use it for this. Use it for that as well, you know, because just like if you go and get a truck because like a Raptor, next thing you know, you got a refrigerator in the back of that thing. I got to, you know, it's, so it's, it's multi-purpose, but like a Sprinter van is just, incredible to me i'm jealous of everybody who has one no they're, they're, they're fucking incredible but my yeah. I, the reason i know so much about the sprinters is because i was looking at the camper ones yeah it's like well the ride boundless podcast can go ride boundless throughout the country you know one month out of the year and i could just do podcasts all over the place yeah, that, that was one reason then now i'm like oh the racing thing well, there's another reason mm -hmm. uh you know camping it sleeping it you know like like i want to Anyways, you're gonna. I would follow you. I would follow your series, watching you doing your first race and go progress through it. That would be an interesting thing to watch you do. And I would like to be there, like helping you along, coaching. That would be awesome. That would be a great. If I do it, you are uh, just, yeah, just, just for the record. You, you you will and you are, and I hope you're you'll be available and and help yeah. me through that. I'll stand. I'll stand behind you, man. I got it. So if I said I wanted like a six hundred, what which which six hundred would you recommend? Like let's say, yeah, 
Yeah, there's so many. Like, what would you recommend? Yes, there is. But if I say I want something that looks dope, but uh, has, but has, you know, are they allowed to have ABS? Yeah, but you don't want it. You don't want it. Oh yeah, because the braking and the yeah, you, you want to be able to brake as hard as you can. You know what I mean? And it stops and it pulsates. You know what I mean? You don't want that. Yeah, so yeah. you always, if you buy a bike, yeah, you don't want that. If you if you want. Um, if you want uh, to get a bike with ABS, all you do is just take it off the first day. So it's best to buy it without it, you know? Right. Okay. So what, what, what's a good bike? So it probably makes sense to go used. Yes. You know, yes. Go used. <laughs> save a lot of money. Hopefully somebody that just fucking some rich kid that was like, I'm going to get into racing and his parents bought it. And then they're like, you know, go yep. kick the house. Um, buy that. How, how much, how much is that? You're, you know, if you want to, it, it can go between, you know, it can start as low as like 5,500 bucks on a 600 all the way up to like, you know, $20,000 or 25,000. But they have really good ones for sale right now. I was just looking at them before this podcast started. They're, they're going for the best bike to me, in my opinion. And if you look at World Super Sport and American, you know, I mean, the, the, Moto America, every series, the Yamaha 600 always is like up there. You know, they're letting Ducatis in there and they're letting Suzuki 750s in there, but everybody on that dang Yamaha is still doing well. But, and you can get them right now, fully ready. Everything, safety wired, rear sets, clip-ons, motor work, the body work, everything, all for about 15 grand. Like, you know what I mean? A really well- wow. Yeah, about fifteen thousand. Maybe was new, new or used. Used. You don't want if you buy yeah. one brand new, you'll buy the bike at twenty thousand, but yeah, you have to strip put it. another thirty thousand into it. You know what I mean? So you just want to buy one that's already done and already got the R and D. That's the main thing. Like you want somebody that was fast and they already so they know how to set the bike up. You should got a good starting point right there. So I would do that, and and, and so. Best thing to do is get the Yamaha. They have the Cowie is a good strong motor. Negus is definitely not, in my opinion, a better bike. But a lot of people have bought the Cowie because uh, Chuck Graves had, has put out a lot of parts that makes the bike better and makes it handle better. So you can get a lot of Graves parts and put it on it and makes it a pretty dang good bike. I haven't really ridden it. Um, I rode one quite a few years ago in stock trim and I liked it, but. You know, I never in a race trip. I gotta, you know, but the Yamaha is proven to be a great bike. But I think all the bikes are good these days. I think all, literally all of them, the technology has gone crazy. How much um how much would you say it's it's I mean I kinda know the answer to this, but let, let's see if you could put it in percentage perspective. Uh rider versus machine. You know, like like how much is it like like if I let's say Let's say I put you on an older 600 and you're a badass, obviously, but I'm like on a fucking, you know, $40,000 Ducati or some sort of you know, yeah. spaceship with fucking insane power. Nah, you'll get whooped. <laughs> it's, 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 a, uh, it's all rider. I can fully on say, I even though I raced out 100% done right 600. If you put Marquez on a 650, which is slower, stock, he probably can give me a good run for my money. You know what I mean? If not, beat me. So 
is not in all of how much money you put in. Because I, I with my little 300, I walk 1000s all day. All day I whoop them on the track and they just, there's nothing they can do about it. I have 34 horsepower. They have almost 200. And it's just, it's, it's just like bringing, I'm bringing a, a little pencil to a gunfight, not even a knife, a pencil. And I still got you. I still whoop you because it's all about rider skill that know how to use the brakes, you know, doing everything properly, understand why you're going fast. Some people go fast, but they hit a ceiling because they don't understand fully what's making them go that fast. What are they doing on the bike? Are they actually understanding what the tire is doing and reading what the suspension is doing while they're in there? That's track knowledge, uh, setup knowledge. That's just, you know, mean a lot of experience that pays forward, you know, big dividends. Yeah, that that's uh, that's something that I tell people a lot when, on this podcast where it's, um, you know, I, I strongly recommend when you ride on the streets, you ride aggressive, but don't go past your motorcycle's limits. You need to know the suspension, the, the braking power, the acceleration power, you know, uh, the distance, everything around you. You need to pay attention to those details. And that's where you see a lot of accidents. It's just people went over their limit. You know, they took a turn too hard or they were going too fast on the main street or whatever the case is. I've talked about this thousands of times, <laughs> hundreds of times. But, uh, yeah, that that technical is um, it comes with experience. That's it. Yeah. And the only thing yeah. you can recommend is, like, take more training classes and practice, 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 practice. Yeah. Get out there and ride. Just get out and ride. You know, I've seen people who've been two years ago were like, man, why are you even riding? to like now they're like big time you know what i mean they're <laughs> podium in moto america kind of thing you know what i mean like man so and that's just they just through repetition through a lot of uh riding a lot of coaching you know what i mean coaching never hurts you know so and that and, and in two years like i said they've gone from nothing to being somebody big somebody yeah, that, that, that that coaching thing is is interesting because people don't value how important coaches are and everybody has a coach like every single the president of the united states has coaches uh you know basketball players players, everybody has coaches business people they they have a a whole staff of coaches you know and people get so stubborn and i was one of them a few years ago where i was like i don't need no fucking coach you know what are they gonna do it's so important and so valuable you know you need that direction and knowledge The thing is, people like look at the price tag on it, and that scares people away from getting coaching. If coaching was free, everybody, oh yeah, please coach me by all means. But the coaches, they have to realize when you okay, if a coach like uh, that you see typically a charge like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars for the day, okay, they'll they have to pay their way to get out there. They're risking their bike, they're risking their motor, they're risking you know. I mean, there's a lot of risk for them as well. You know, so and it, and it, so it costs them to come out there and coach you, and they're trying to make a living from that. Like you know, what I mean, so if you were making a hundred dollars a day, you ain't you ain't gonna make your house payment. You know, what I mean, oh, I'm gonna go out here for free. Well, now I just wasted two hundred, three hundred dollars in gas trying to get to you. I wasted another two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars to paying to get into the track day to be with you. You know, what I mean, I done burnt my tires off my bike, which is about four hundred fifty bucks. You know, it's it's. It's yeah. a lot of food, water, uh, exactly. time. You're, you haven't even charged for yep. time yet. You're just talking exactly. about actual cost. 
So yeah. people got to realize when you hire a coach to come out, you know, and they were like, oh, well, it's 1200 bucks. You're like, what? No way. Well, you got to consider how much they, they're really going to walk away with maybe $250, $300 for the day. You know what I mean? So, so, you, so obviously you do coaching. Do you do, yeah. um, do you do like, for example, like online co coaching, like you say, you know what, I'll coach you. We'll go over the basics. You know, I charge X amount for like an hour or two on, on a live conference call like this. Do you do stuff like that? Or do you offer? I haven't, but that's a new avenue. That's something I never even thought about. Yeah, you so much. I, cause you can do that. If somebody had like a GoPro footage, yeah, you, could, you know I me, mean? you could kind of go over it with them. So that is a way, but there's nothing better than, no, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, on the job training, but you don't put the. If somebody was in another country or something, they call you like. No, okay. no, fuck, fuck that. I'm talking about right now. You know, like uh, twelve hundred bucks. I, I can't afford that. I just spent you exactly. know fourteen on a suit. I just spent this on the bike. I spent this. Yep. Uh, I should have accounted for that, but I didn't. So now, what are my options? Do you offer another choice? No. Yeah. You know, it's twelve hundred bucks. Oh fuck, man! Now I got to go on yeah. YouTube. Now I got to go on yeah. YouTube. But you now you could be like, well, if you subscribe for a small fee of you know ninety nine dollars a month, you know yeah. month requirement, you'll have access to these training videos. And and dude, you got to start training videos like the basics, kind of like the stuff that you um think about here. I, I, I this is why we're having this conversation. Um, imagine. You're gonna spend money on your production, right? Yes. Maybe, maybe not, but you get your cameras, and and basically, like when I took your course, you're gonna have what you're teaching on the board, but you're yeah. teaching that over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? So you make a nice, you know, HD video explaining yeah. that, and yeah. now you say, look, I charge twelve hundred dollars if you want to spend the day with me. That's for me to get out, blah blah blah. But you gotta have a breakdown. I think when people, the way you're explaining it is awesome, but if you have a breakdown of, you know what's going on. Yeah. People appreciate it. The other option is you can subscribe to the videos and I'll give you access and you'll learn everything that you would learn in the classroom. And then for only $500, when yeah. you're ready to come out, you know, we'll just go over the, it'll be like a half day or, or yeah, yeah. Day, and you knock yeah. stuff out and, yeah. and then people can go over those videos because excuse me, there are so many things that I would love to re go, you know, revisit. Yes. Out in the class. Yes. You know, like I, there, there's stuff when you were talking about apex and then turning and, you know, yeah. like it, it's a whole day of class just yeah. online. And then you could even do an online class and have or and pre-recorded videos. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's a great thing. You know, you know what I mean? You're, you're like making my wheels turn. I'm like, hmm. Maybe we can work together on something like that. I was thinking, I like, like right now, I, I just launched my website, and you know, I'm yeah. starting to do that booking thing, you know, where people can book because it puts it on the calendar and it's yeah, set yeah, yeah. out, and it's, you know, there's merchandise there, and I'm like, all right, I got this website down. Now I'm thinking, oh man, if I can make Mookie a website, and then have the videos, and we can do the online classes, and da, 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 da. yes, no oh, man, and I'm, I'm in there with you, man. I'm in there with you. That sounds good. Like that's like excellent. Bring the cameras. I fuck, man. You see, that's gonna be that's gonna be a whole. That's how I'm gonna pay to get into this racing. 
There you go. Let the racing pay for it. <laughs> um, all right, racing. Okay, so let's say uh, I bought the bike. I'm set up. I have my license. How easy is it to get into a race? What a- well, it, uh, once you do that, you can just look up the organization. Say because you have you came with the baggage. So let's talk about the BRM. Um, you can just go online. You sign up. You know they they check you uh, if you have your license, and you pick the classes that your bike fits into. You know if you look at the CVMA site, it actually had it actually has it to where. You know, you click on what size bike you have, and it shows you all the different classes that that bike fits in. I just saw that for the first time, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting." So, what, what size is that? Huh? What oh, CBMA, the red, uh, CBMA Racing website. Okay. Um, I don't know the exact. It's like CBMARacing.com, something like that. But you can easily Google it and find it. But uh, once you go on there, like I said, once you start registering, you register for the races that your bike fits in, and then when you get there. You know, either you sign up for the track day before, you know, so you can do your practices and stuff. Uh, but when you get there in the morning, if you don't do the practice day before, you'll get there in the morning. You always got to go through tech, just like if you're at a track day. You know, you got to you go in, you register, make sure you're, you're registered. You, if you have to pay, you pay right then. Uh, you bring your bike over, make sure that the, the, the officials tech your bike, make sure everything is not leaking or everything is in the right place. Uh, you go back to your tire, you know, fit, put your tire warmers and stuff on and get ready to go. Usually they have a writer's meeting at uh, about an hour before they start the whole thing. Uh, so you'll go listen to how they do the flags because sometime from time to time it'd be different. Um, and they'll, you know, go over the race procedures. Okay, well, you know, we we have lights or we have we just use a flagger. So you get all the little things there. They usually tell you about your grid sheets and if they're going to be combining uh, different races, you know, to, to save time or whatever. But uh, you go, your, you show up, get your bike tech, get, uh, go to the riders meeting. Then you go out for practice. They'll have like a one to two practice sessions to get yourself warmed up for the races. You'll check uh, your the grids on the wall. They always have them posted or sometimes they be digital because, you know, that's happening more and more. It's all digital. You check where you're supposed to be. You go up and line up when it's your turn. And you're away you go. That's dope. That's dope. I I, I can't stop thinking about doing a, a collaboration on. Yes, on, <laughs> me too. You me know, too. when when you get a chance, uh, play play with my website a little bit. Okay. Uh, like, like I just launched it. It's brand new, but like I, I think there's a lot of elements there that would help your business more than mine. Uh, obviously I got to grow mine, but like, you know, there's groups so you can join the group via, you know, and try, try joining the group. You'll see that you can join either by Facebook or uh, Google because not uh, a lot of people don't have Facebook nowadays. Um, you can have members, you can have merchandise, which you have your merchandise and you have your, your stuff that you work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have classes, online classes, you have streaming videos like you could just build this so well that that once that's up and running, that's just fucking it's just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And the value people are going to get it. And you're going to be able to provide your service at a more valuable rate to people. Yeah. Where it's like just, and like even just people who didn't even know about it. Right. You know, they can hear about it through the group, you know. 
And so like, you know, maybe even there's something like this, you were like, okay, you log into the podcast and we're talking about breaking, how to break today. You right. know, what's really going on when you're breaking and stuff. And well, and it'll just be recorded and it'll be on your site. Like you said, you know, are, are, you, are you active on social media? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm super old. As you can see, but, uh, so I still, I'm old, man. I ask old you are? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty up there, man. I'm, 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 you don't have to answer it, you know. No, I'm 48, man. 48? That's yeah. not super old. What do you mean that's super old? Hey, you know what I mean? As, as a pro racer, yeah, you're a little long in the tooth. A lot long in the tooth, you know? So, But uh, as long as you still do well, because Josh Hayes, he won like three, four races this year, and he's like the same age, you know? Yeah. So if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I trust me. I, I know one or two people that have been racing forever, and I'm like, you know. Yeah. Like, are you going to win, man? <laughs> so so the number one way of of staying afloat and funding this is just it's just sponsors, really, right? Yeah, and just being careful. Be careful on your, you know, what you spend. Don't overdo it. You know, a lot of people, well, I'm going to go and do six races this weekend, and you just like, sinking your own ship for the next year you'd be like because at the end of the year you'd be like i've spent a lot of dang money you know so what what other expenses so you have the bike you have the trailer you have the gear you're all set up how much does it cost usually to to do each race um typical you know typical is about let's just say it's a hundred dollars per race okay okay but just that hundred dollars per race it's not telling you the real truth the real truth behind it is the hundred dollars for that race it's the $450 for that set of tires that you bought for that race. If you're running race fuel, it's the $50, you know, just put in your gas tank for that little race. It's the, uh, right there alone, you're probably around, you're pushing $1,000 just for that race, okay? So if you're doing six races for the weekend and you, you know, theoretically, you would want to have new red tires for all of them, but, you know, me, I don't have a lot of money like that. So I'll buy one set of tires for per day. Like so if I race Saturday, unless it's your, I'm racing Motor America, then then I have to, every time you go out, even if it's a two lap practice, you throw on a new set of tires. You're like, man. So you, you your tire bill at the end of the a Moto America weekend is about between two and $3,500, $2,000 to about $3,500. Depending on how you set Plus the travel and how much yes. you on the, the sprinter van, monthly food. payment, yes. and food. And it's a lot. Because race fuel, and if you race for an organization like Motor America, you have spec fuel. And you have to buy that can of fuel. You don't have to use that specific. You can't get your own. You, you have to buy that can. You know what I mean? And so that's an added expense. That's like $250 for that can of gas. You know what I mean? And you need two of them. You won't use all of it, but you need two of them. But uh, so, so how do, how do you sell the uh, sponsor packages to your sponsor? You say, "Hey, man, sponsor." You get like five companies, and you go, "Hey, man, sponsor me for X amount. Uh, I'm gonna do two races this weekend, uh, but uh, I'm gonna do six this weekend. So I'm gonna charge you more." Does, does uh, that make a difference, or is it perfect? no? They won't. They won't look at it like that. They'll like look at it as a. Uh, Let's say I have a company, I've approached them and they have a software company. Say for a software company, I'll be like, hey, you know, I mean, you're an up and coming company, you have a great product, 
uh, not a lot, you know, you're trying to figure out how to get break in, get, get your more eyes on yours. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to run a sticker on, you know, I mean, put stickers on my bike, put up stickers on the trailer. Um, so you have, a, instead of paying $50,000 for this beer boy billboard on the freeway that people drive by real fast and just miss it, you know what I mean? It's going to be a rolling beer board all through the whole year, you know what I mean? So, and then if you have an event, you know, I'll go and set up my canopies and my bring the bike and I'll do social media and say, hey, come on out, check us out. I'm going to be at this location with this software company. And people like bikes, you know, you know, kids might be following you or some adults might be following you. So they'd be like, OK, I'm going to show up now. They be like, oh, I didn't know you was with this software company. Now they're like wondering, well, what kind of software do they have? You know, what I mean? so now people who haven't normally seen it, you know, are getting eyes on that company, you know, made in there. And oh shoot, I didn't know this is actually perfect what I need. You know, so now they're selling more product. If you go, I like and, and, and you're a walking billboard because yeah, that's you're learning about the product. Yes. And and yeah. you're promoting the product. Interesting. Constantly. And you know, so like I like to go to places like pizza places, like a pizza company, you know, say if uh Rob's Pizza, you know, okay, not a lot of people go in there, but okay, now I'm gonna tell, approach them like, look, you know, I mean you sponsor me for X amount of money or you know, buy a couple of, you know, a sets of tires for these two rounds. I'll go and set up or I'll have all my meetings there at your place. So now as people coming, you know, I mean, they'll be like, oh, we're, we're going to have a meeting here. You're going to sell a bunch of pizzas because we're having a meeting here. So now and now people are like, this is good pizza. I didn't know I'm going to bring my family here, you know, when we're not having meetings. They, you know, so then it grows their business. So that's how you have to approach it. Well, that's how I approach it. That's my little secret. I approached them showing, okay, this is what I can do for you. I'm not just going to run a sticker on my bike because that's what everybody says. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I'm not talking mess about anybody else, but when people in World Super Sport, they have all those sponsor stickers all over their bike. And they when they win, they say, I would like to thank all my sponsors. Okay, well, who are those sponsors? And what do you do? Even if you do, I would like to thank Alpine Stars. You okay, people, that's it. What did you do for them except just say, I want to thank Alpine Stars. Me, myself, I'll tell Alpine Stars, I'm going to show up, put a can up at a bike night, you know, at Cycle Gear or a bike night at uh, on the beach that they're having down there. I'm going to set up all my stuff and I'm going to have all your Alpine stuff, star stuff out there. So I'm not just saying, oh, I want to thank, you know, I mean, now people, more eyes are actually looking at it. So I'm going to race with it. I'm going to have my brand. I'm going to have your brand on my trailer. I'm going to have it on my suit logo. I'm going to, and anytime I do a race post, I would like to thank Alpine Stars for keeping me safe. You know what I mean? Whatever the company is. That's, you know, so you have to approach it that way. Tell them what you can do for them. It's the same thing with getting a real job. Let's say if you wanted to work for, you know, Walmart or something, they say, why should we hire you? You were like, well, this is what I've been doing. And this is what I think I can do for you guys. You know what I mean? That's just, it's not because I'm a good worker. Well, there's a bunch of good workers. You're not telling me what you can do for my company. So anybody listening and you want to, you're looking for a job, that's a, a best way to probably get ahead of everybody else is tell them what you feel like you can do for their company. You know what I mean? How can you make that company bring value? You got yeah. to bring value to Exactly. To exactly. You know? And, and that value is you. you yeah. know? Yes. You're like, I'm the fastest boxer put her away or what's like yeah. yeah. boxer put her away but oh i'm the most caring and alphabetic yeah. order box organizer it's like oh that's okay that's different you know there you go so you create a lot of value for your packages exactly so you know that's that's how i suggest 
you know, people go for more sponsorships, you know what I mean? And not just say, well, I'm going to run a sticker on the bike. Tell them what you can do for them, you know? Show them that this is how much media coverage. If I do this, when I do this race, this is how many eyes. Because uh, it'd be like 100,000 people watching or, you know what I mean, or they're at the event or there's, a, you know, 200,000 people watching per weekend on the, on the app. And it shows all this, you know, and so you were like, that's how many people can potentially see your product. You know what I mean? That's how many people can see that logo. So. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what, what is your social media? Where can people find you? Do you have a website? What's your handle? Okay. Um, I'm normally on the old people Facebook, <laughs> but uh, it is at Mookie Wilkerson. Just look at the, the name that shows right there. Uh, I'm also have Instagram, but that's my race name, the Outlaw Racing Team. Um, it's Outlaw Racing uh, 2020. You know, that's my Instagram. Um, you can find me on. I just now, my promoters just lost launched a TikTok. You know, because I, mean? I never had a TikTok before. And it was like, let me do a TikTok on you. So I've been posting videos up of me and that. I think it's pretty cool. But then you can find me on the Outlaw Racing 136. That's my normal number. It's on the back of my jacket here. But my uh, my normal race number is 136. That's how I started. Um, but Moto America keeps tr- switching my number every year. But Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I cute. wish I could just say somebody stole my 36 this year. So whatever. Uh, I'll try to – I'll wait for it to come around again and try to snatch it back. But, um, but yeah, those are, the, are mostly where I am. I don't have a Twitter, but I do. Like I say, again, it's – on Facebook, it's just Mookie Wilkerson. You know what I mean? And, uh, on, on Instagram, it's Outlaw Racing 2020. Uh, and on TikTok, it's Outlaw Racing 136. It's my number. Mookie, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to stop this. We, we, got, we got a good hour. Okay. Uh, I have to edit it with the other one, which is not a big deal. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you explaining all this. Uh, I look forward to having you back on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I hope this brings, you know, fans and more interest into the motorcycle world. I uh, hope so too. Yeah. I so. hope it starts our little team. I want to like be your, yeah. get started and we just record the whole thing of you growing into a pro racer. Yeah. That'd be fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. And that's why I was going to say, I was, I was going to end this, but let's, let's stay, let's stay on the line. Cause, cause okay. that's interesting. That's okay. It. All right. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Not a problem, okay? I'm happy we figured it out.